Welcome to the Midwest Movie Talk Podcast. We are back after, how long has it been, Caven? Oh, a couple of weeks. Weeks or months? Maybe a year. Maybe it hasn't been quite a year. It has been a while. We apologize. It's been a um, crazy couple months from vacations to promotions to just... Tony's being lazy. Tony, yeah, blame me for this. So, I'm the one who literally texts you every week, we should record this week. And you respond, uh-huh, and then we never do. Hence his neediness is the reason why. We've discussed this. You're the needy girlfriend. No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, either way, we are back. Um, sorry for taking some time off, but... It was well-deserved. It was well-deserved after three episodes. <laughs> no. Those three episodes took a lot out of a us. A lot out of it. It was exhausting. We had to go on a vacation just to... You, you had to go break to, away from you here. Had to go to Birmingham. You had to go to where else no. did you go? <laughs> I don't know. I went to California in the meantime. I went home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went to work. Went home. Took a nap. Went back to work again. I say nap because I don't. And we've know. had the holidays in there too. We have had a holiday in there. I mean a holiday. Yeah. Well, well two if you count the or Halloween or Veterans Day or Veterans. <laughs> so three. We had Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, and Halloween. Look at us. Take there we go. Halloween holidays off. <laughs> Good for us. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Out of that on the fly. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, for any football fans out there, it's been a very depressing couple last weeks for, well, us, uh, for us Huskers. Um, however, frost has come. And I'm not talking about weather. So, let's go Big Red 2018. We've got this. Anyways, <laughs> here's my little <laughs> football plug for anyone out there who... One cent listens to football or watches football um hashtag go big red well let's get started so there's been a lot of movie news in the past months since we haven't recorded however i picked out the most recent ones as well as the ones that kind of just stuck out to me the most so we're just gonna go ahead and discuss them to start with shoot what shoot go for oh, it oh shoot <laughs> <laughs> What? What? Who's there? You said, you said that like something went wrong. <laughs> like, I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, like, begin. Begin. And action. Movie pun intended. <laughs> Alright, so Quentin Tarantino is currently working on two movies right now. The first being based on Charles Manson Murders, set to star either Tom Cruise, Leonardo DiCaprio, or Brad Pitt, but also Margot Robbie. And was recently, this film was actually re recently purchased by Sony. Uh, his second film that he's working on, he says, is a Star Trek film, but he will only do it if the film is rated R. What do we think about these two projects Quentin Tarantino is working on? I mean, they are vastly different from each other. Very. Very. Um, I definitely think that the one with Charles Manson, I'm trying to think right now of who I would want to star out of those you know, star cast members. Well, they're saying that two of those guys are going to be leads. One will be obviously Charles Manson, I'm assuming, and the other will be, I can't think of his name, but the main guy. And then I guess the Margot Robbie is going to be um, whatever her name is, Tate. So I don't know how they're going to go about doing this. Right. I just don't know. I think Tom Cruise... Mm, I don't know if I could picture him as being like a Charles Manson. I'm I thinking, I'm thinking, 
Brad Pitt, maybe, I don't know, I've just seen him in a bunch of different roles to where I think he could have bad side to him. I think, I would appreciate Leonardo DiCaprio more playing Charles Manson, only because, I mean, if you've seen Django Unchained, he was amazing in that movie, and Quentin Tarantino really brought out kind of like this um, suave villain in him, like he did with Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards. He has a way, Quentin Tarantino has a way of bringing out the best acting in his actors. So I think that's why I would like to see Leonardo DiCaprio play this crazy, murdering psychopath, ultimately. I don't know. I think Leonardo DiCaprio... pretty much. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is, is a good actor. But I can only think of two movies that I can just picture him in. One, Blood Diamond... I mean, where that's two Titanic. No, well, yeah, now that you said that, a third. But, no, Blood Diamond, where he had a terrible accent, I thought. And that's all that keeps coming to my mind. Along with um, the... Oh, what was the other one? Um, Wolf of Wall Street, The Revenant. Wolf of Wall Street, where he just plays, like, this crazy, anxious caffeine-driven high individual that's just kind of but out you, there. you have to think of who the directors are in those films, too. Absolutely. Scorsese is a completely different director. I don't know who directed Blood Diamond. I don't think it was Scorsese. I don't remember who did for sure. But Scorsese directed him in The Wolf of Wall Street to do that, and that was his character in that movie. Quentin Tarantino would not direct him. And what was that other one that he was in? Um, with, the Departed? Uh, yes. Once again, another Scorsese movie. And Scorsese has that same kind of feel to his movies, just like Quentin Tarantino's movies all kind of feel the same. That's true. And that is true. based on what I saw from him in Django Unchained, I would love to see what he'd bring to a Charles Manson character. However, on the flip side, Brad Pitt's been in Inglorious Bastards, and Brad Pitt was hilarious in that movie. He but are was, you really going for hilarious? It's Quentin Tarantino, so you know there's going to be some funny scenes in there. It will be. One of one of those two is going to have to be the comic relief in a way. And I could see Brad Pitt being more of a comic relief individual. Than I'm thinking, Leonardo I guess, Patrick. the two would be Leonardo or Brad Pitt. Or, mm -hmm. and Brad Pitt. Yeah. I don't think Tom Cruise... I don't see him in a Quentin Tarantino I just don't movie. see him in it. No, mm -hmm. I don't see him as a serious enough actor to be in No. That. Take away Jerry Maguire. What else has he done that's a serious role? You can't count Mission Impossible. Or, 18? Yeah. <laughs> you can't count those as as serious roles in mm -hmm. their action movies. They're all the same. All of his movies are the same, it seems like. Exactly. Um, so that's But, to the second part of the question, uh, the Star Trek film, I think that's interesting. I, okay, I don't know much about Star Trek. I've really only ever seen the like, new reboot Star Treks. Mm -hmm. And all I can think is how fun a Quentin Tarantino like, Western would be in space. I really I, don't see that happening. All I but I do see the where the R-rated is coming from. Oh, yeah. I definitely think in terms of, not just from Quentin Tarantino, but with Star Trek in general. I mean, there's a lot more action you can put into Star Trek. I think, obviously, everyone's played the safe side in Star Trek. 
Could you imagine the fun Quentin Tarantino would have with the violence in that movie too? Absolutely. I mean, he would Completely have... Completely underrated. He would have aliens with three heads all getting chopped off and different colored blood coming from each head. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he does. He's like this... And you know what? We might actually have some, you know, foreign space alien that's there that doesn't look like a person and talk English. Yeah, I'm just... That's how all of the Star Treks are. <laughs> I would love to see a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie. And if you're going to have a, if you're gonna have Quentin Tarantino direct any movie, it has to be R. You can't... I mean, have you ever tried watching right. a Quentin Tarantino movie on TV? Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's bad. They edit so much stuff out. They edit all of it out. They... I mean, half the dialogue's not even there either. So I would love to see a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek film. I think that'd be really, really fun, and it'd be different for the franchise. You know, they are, obviously, as you asked in the question, vastly different films. But I think they're absolutely doable for Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I think he can definitely put both of those out there, and both of them will be a big hit. I mean, he's done, if you think about it, his movies are all similar, but they're all very different, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he has movies about slavery, and then he has movies about World War II. They're different times. Everything's different with them. The characters are different. However, they have that Quentin Tarantino film, or <laughs> feel. And that's what I think he would bring to both of these movies. And look at Kill Bill. Completely exactly. different. Exactly. <laughs> he, I, I mean, mean, he's proved he can do action movies. He did Kill yeah. Bill, Volumes 1 and 2. Yeah. He and they were, damn you know, excuse good. my French, kick-ass movies. Yes. He's a, I mean, he's really my favorite working director right now because all his movies are different but they feel like a Quentin Tarantino you know when you're watching a Quentin Tarantino movie you're watching a Quentin Tarantino movie and I think he's one of very yes. few directors that can that you can say that to mm-hmm. what I thought was weird okay I do have to have I do have one admission is that whenever I first watched Kill Bill I was taken back I didn't like I it didn't the first time I saw it. I didn't care for it at all. Mm-mm. And one of the things that drove me nuts also was the fact of having different chapters or different scenes that were broken up into the different chapters. It took me back a little bit. But rewatching it, it's almost like you have to rewatch his mm-hmm. films to really get it and really appreciate it. And. I've, I love that movie, Up and Down. Just like I said, he's one of those directors that you always know what his movies are. He's one of those directors that you can find something new in every rewatching of any mm-hmm. of his movies. Yeah. I've seen Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained multiple times, and every time I'm watching it, I notice one thing that's a little different, or I, you know, something sticks out to me more on a second rewatching. And I think that's what he does so great, is that every frame in his movies, has a story to tell in itself. So, hopefully, these are good. I mean, they're Quentin Tarantino, so I know I'm going to love them either way. Oh, yeah. Um, let's hope that he gets a Star Trek movie. That I mean, if we didn't even talk about the fact that it was sold to Sony. You know, I really didn't... Hmm. Should I say it or should I not? I really didn't care for the newer Star Trek movies. I cared Chris for Pine. the first one. I... The no, second two I didn't, were just kind of... Eh. I didn't mind them, but I didn't enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think a Quentin Tarantino 
Star Trek, I can definitely get my mind around. Right. And definitely get on board. You can though. already kind of picture it in your head, too. Mm -hmm. That's the greatest part of this. Mm -hmm. You know. I want it out next week. <laughs> <laughs> but no, back to what I was saying about the Sony thing is that, I mean, for those who aren't following it, since the whole Weinstein scandal and everything went down, mm -hmm. Quentin Tarantino had a big, long-running relationship with Weinstein's company. And now his movie got, you know, sold to the highest bidder, Sony won. I'm hoping that they give him full rights to everything and let him do whatever he wants with this Charles Manson movie. Mm -hmm. If they try and, like, you know, backwheel, or what's that called? Backseat drive. Right. Then I just don't see it being that great. So hopefully Sony does what they need to do and they, they make this the movie that it has to be and then hopefully he also gets Star Trek yeah. in the future. Well, let's move on to the next bit of news. Right. Which sort of goes along with the last little bit that we were True. just talking about. Yes, you about know, Sony purchasing them bought, and or not mm -hmm. being bought up, but buying someone. Yeah. Um, Walt Disney and 20th Century or 21st Century Fox are reportedly in the final stages of finalizing a deal for Disney to acquire Fox's film and TV production assets. Now, just a full-on reminder: I know you don't follow any kind of superhero films very much. Mm-hmm. 21st Century Fox owns the rights to X-Men and Fantastic Four, which are two huge Marvel properties. With this deal going through, that means that Marvel will ultimately get back X-Men and Fantastic Four, and they can do whatever they want with those movies. They can completely redo the entire franchises and get, a, get rid of all the bad tastes of the Fantastic Four from our mouth, and get all the bad tastes of the not-so-good X-Men films out, mm -hmm. but they can really do whatever they want with these properties. So it's interesting on that side of the story to kind of think what could happen with this. The other side is, if, if Disney owns these movies, you're talking about Deadpool. Have you seen Deadpool? No. Well, you're talking about Deadpool, you're talking about Logan, which are superhero movies, like I said, but you're also talking about the Plane of the Apes franchise. Those are owned by 21st Century Fox. That's true. What will it... Disney has... They put out great movies. I mm -hmm. mean, it's, it's, it's a proven fact. But every one of their movies feels like a Disney movie. Yes. They do not step That's out... That's my worry about all of these other movies, is that how is it going to... Well, you know, we say that, and what were some of the more recent ones that had come out? Where Disney had taken them and actually... Uh, Jungle Book. But I'm saying well, it Disney. was a Disney, but I loved how they reincarnated it. Well, a Disney bit. do a dark war for the planet of the apes, dealing with I all think that death that and they all could. that violence. Well, that what about them taking over Star Wars? That's true. I mean, That's very true. Star Wars was—I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think that they could do it. I mean, look at Maleficent. I think that was a darker movie. What about um, the one with um, Meryl Streep in it? Into the Woods. That was another darker one. I guess. I mean, I think that they can definitely do some of the darker scenes that you're looking for. It's not the but it's not going to be an R-rated darker scene. We can't. 20th Century Fox has just now turned around. I know I keep going back to like the whole superhero aspect of this but that's just because that's the thing that pops out to me the most being a huge superhero fan 
with Disney behind the helm, you would not get a rated R Deadpool or a rated R Logan film. So what does that do when you are stuck and held, you know, captive to a PG-13 rating at the highest you can go? But what comes down to it is what can they all do within that PG-13 rating? They could probably do a lot more than what they do. They could, but would they? I'm sure that they could. And I'm sure that they would. Um, I mean, playing devil's advocate here, you know, we got to... If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. There's nothing that we or anybody can do about it. Um, we just have to see what they can come up with and rate them respectively. And the other crappy part about this whole thing is it goes back to the conversation we are having, you know, months ago. That's it. A couple weeks ago? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Let's try it. <laughs> Netflix. What's this going to do Netflix if they take all their 21st Century Fox films off of Netflix too? And they put it on their new Disney streaming service. Netflix is going to be nothing. Mm -hmm. They're not going to have any content for that. They are coming out with a lot of their own They are, but production. is it going to be enough to keep people there instead of going to the Disney streaming service? That's something that, I mean, this deal, if, it's, if this whole thing is 100% true, which I honestly think it is, it's going to throw everything in whack. And it's, it's a little worrisome. But it's also super exciting to see what will happen. Well, we'll still have DreamWorks. We'll have that. For Netflix. We'll have that going for us. <laughs> Let's move on to this last, or not this last bit of news, but the next big story here. So, oh, brings us back to Disney. Look at that full circle here. Star Wars The Last Jedi will not lift its embargo until 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on December 12th. The film or the film will early release on Thursday, December 14th. Should we be worried about this and how the film is going to do critically? Critic, is, that, is that right? With the critics? Critically? <laughs> Did I make that up or is that a thing? Sure. Sure. I'll go with it. But what do we think? Do you know what the embargo is? I should start with that. Okay. So for anyone listening who doesn't know what an embargo is, embargo is basically... You have these early screenings of your big blockbuster films. Not even just big blockbuster films, but any film in general. You have early screenings. Reviewers cannot write their review on these movies until the embargo is lifted. Right. I remember we were discussing this a while back. Yes. So. <clears throat> and I, I don't think so. You don't think we should be worried? I don't think we should be worried. Can I quickly bring something into perspective for you? No. I will when you're done talking then. Fine. <laughs> now you just made me lose my train of thought. So, so I'll go. Um, I'll go. The go. last movie to do this was very recent, and that was the Justice League. They did not lift their embargo, similar to this, until Wednesday night, and the film premiered Thursday. And that, a, a lot of people think, not just myself, I think this too, when a movie will not let reviews come out until the night before, they are scared. Because they are, they are banking on people pre-purchasing their tickets to go see the movie in theaters. And by the time they buy them and by the time they're ready to go, and then they see the reviews, it's too late to back out. It, I, don't, I don't think it's... A part of me doesn't want to think it's worrisome because it is Disney, as we talked about. They're not going to put out 
a bad movie. It's Disney and it's Star Wars. And it's Star Wars. So you know, I mean, as bad as it sounds, I, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but Star Wars is one of those franchises that to a lot of viewers can't go wrong. You have A Force Awakens, which was an okay movie. You have Rogue One, which is an okay movie, but a lot of people say they're amazing. And I just think they're okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of a lot of holes in both of those films that big fans won't want to acknowledge. And sorry to any of our listeners who hate me right now. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I just don't think that it's something that we should worry about. I mean, regardless, not, uh, a critic's going to review it, is going to review it, is going to review it. Now, there are a lot of people that get on there and try to review the or go through the reviews of each film before they go and they purchase tickets. Some people are just going to go and say, you know what, I don't really care what the critics are thinking. I just want to go and watch it. Or I want to go and have a good time. I want to enjoy this movie. I liked the other ones. The last couple haven't been so great, but I'm going to go and watch it. So I don't think that having, you know, several bad reviews or having any reviews, you know, Leading up to a couple days before, I don't think that that's going to be bad. I mean, they're still giving it some time in order for it to come out and have the reviews be published, but, I mean, it is what it is. That's true. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not worried personally, because it's, we talked about it's Disney, it's Star Wars, it's going to do great crit- through the critics. Right. Um, I only just, it just brings back bad memories of Justice League. You know, when I heard they're not lifting their embargo until the night before it's released, my first thought was, well, this movie's going to be bad. (laughs) That was my email. (laughs) Well, Kaven, let's move on to our final topic of the day. Um, So, today is December 11th, which means this morning... The Critics' Choice Awards nominations were announced. I'm going to get really upset here in a second once we finish going through this. But we're just going to quickly go through the nominations, the big nominations for the movies. Yes. So for Best Motion Picture, we have the dramas, which are Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, The Post, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Up in Ebby, Missouri. For musical or comedies, we have The Disaster Artist, Get Out, The Greatest Showman, I, Tanya, and Lady Bird. For Best Performance in a Motion Picture Drama, for actors, we have Timothy Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name, Dino Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Tom Hanks, The Post, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel Esquire. For actresses, we have Jessica Chastain, Molly's Game, Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water, Frances McDermott, Three Billboards, Meryl Streep, The Post, and Michelle Williams, All the Money in the World. Then for lead actor and actress in musical or comedy, we have Steve Carell, Battle of the Sexes, Ansel Elgort, Baby Driver, James Franco, The Disaster Artist, Hugh Jackman, Greatest Showman, Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out, Judy Dench, Victorian, or for actress, we have Judy Dench, for Victorian Abdul, Helen Mirren, The Leisure Seeker, Marco Robbie, I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan, Lady Bird, and Emma Stone, Battle of the Sexes. And then finally for the supporting categories for actor, we have Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project, Army Hammer, Call Me By Your Name, Richard Jenkins, Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards. And then for actress, we have Mary J. Blige, Mudbound, 
Hong Chow, Downsizing, Alice and Janie, I, Tanya, Lori Metcalf, Ladybird, and Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water. Okay. Oh, then finally, sorry. For director, we have Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water, Martin McDonough, if I said that wrong, I apologize, Three Billboards Outside of Missouri, Christopher Nolan Dunkirk, Ridley Scott, All the Money in the World, and Steven Spielberg, The Post. Okay, what is your initial reaction on these? Mm. I don't really have an initial reaction. Of course you don't. I'm going to go into a little bit of a rant here. Which is why, for anyone listening, why I needed the Midwest Movie Talk. Which is why you have your blog. Yes, but I don't talk about this. To where you can rant on your blog. Anyways, we are here. I'm going to get the word out. Of all these movies I just said, of all the movies, the ones, we will not see over half of these movies before the year 2017 is over. It's a given fact. They will not be in theaters in the year 2017, which is ridiculous because that's the calendar year, quote unquote, that all these movies are supposed to be released to be nominated for these awards. We have the Florida Project Phantom Thread, Call Me By Your Name, The Post, Shape of Water, I, Tanya, Molly's Game, and Darkest Hour that will not be released in 2017 in the Midwest. They are all going to be released on the West Coast, all of them, within 2017. None of them will re be released here until late January and early February. That's a, that, I mean, that's a fact. If some of them are, you know, released before, then I will truly be surprised, but I honestly doubt it. It irritates me in the simple fact that how am I supposed to know which of these performances are actually good and which aren't when I can't see these movies? I have no access to see these movies unless I decide to just travel to California for a day and go to a movie theater. But you could. I mean, I could because you know my wife works for an airline, but that's not the point. Could you? If I went with you. <laughs> you can't fly for free. <laughs> What I'm saying is it's just, it's incredibly unfair and even more incredibly frustrating. What we should do is we should set up a day that we just go and do it. We should. Let's do it. All before 2017 is over. Mm -hmm. Because we have the Axel Awards, which we'll talk about in a later podcast, not right now. Don't you dare roll your eyes at me. It's a thing and you know it. Anyways... Just a couple things have stuck out for me. I know you haven't seen like half of these movies, which is fine. That's fine. Cool. Good for you. I'm upset that Greta Gerwig was not nominated for director in Lady Bird. If you haven't seen Lady Bird, you need to because it's a phenomenal film and everyone, everyone should go see it. It was so good. The only other thing that stuck out to me on this list was the lack of Jake Gyllenhaal in the movie Stronger, which I thought was one of the best performances of the year. It only makes me stronger. Yeah, that's not the right thing. You need to watch more movies. You're killing me here, Smalls. Where'd <laughs> you know move that was from? I need you to hurry up now. <laughs> Point is, it's frustrating. <laughs> Sorry for going on my little tangent slash rant there, but it's... it's. Uh, I wouldn't call it little, but... Shut your face. It irritates me to no end. You have no idea. Well, that's it for movie news for tonight. 
Let's get to our fun game. Guess what movie I watched last night? What movie was that? What movie was that? I'll start. 2016 drama starring Octavia Spencer. And a quick shout out to our mutual friend who Octavia Spencer personally said, I like your shoes. You know who you are? You're best friends with her now. Except you didn't tell her you like her shoes too, so maybe not. Anyways, what movie did I watch? <laughs> um, I'm just going to go out on a wild limb here. Um, this is like, like the most recent Octavia Spencer movie came out since Shape of Water. <laughs> uh, maybe like uh, Hidden Figures? <laughs> What? How did you Was it like that? figures hidden? Or, <laughs> or as a, who was it? Was it Michael Keaton that kept saying hidden fences at all the awards and got a lot of flack for it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> That's correct. That is correct. Ten points to Gryffindor if any listener can tell us what movie that quote was from. And go. Anyways, Kevin, back to you. <laughs> so mine was uh, 1990. It was a comedy family uh, starring Joe Pesci. It's a holiday. A holiday? Mm-hmm. Holiday-ish. 19... Was that... Would this movie have been old enough to be in 1990? It feels like it's not that old. It's old enough to be older than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I want to say, but I'm afraid I'm going to be wrong. But it's the only movie I can think of Joe could, Pesci in. It could be too easy. Too easy? It as could almost like, be too easy. As in like dose easy? As in like a back to or a lost in New York easy? Like it could have been. Is it like Home Alone? It could be. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> the two really gave it away there. <laughs> if that's what you were going for or not, I'm not sure. No. Oh, okay. Uh, my next film, also 2016. Stars Emma Stone, and it's a musical. Mm, I do like Emma Stone, <laughs> and I do like musicals-ish. <laughs> Depending on what they are, I'm kind of judgmental. I know. But Can I, I give you a hint that'll let you get this? Sure. I tried making you watch the opening scene, and you hated it. I don't know. You don't remember? Mm. Mm. Is it La La Land? <laughs> yes, and it's a beautiful film and everyone who has seen it loves it except for you. Yeah. And everyone else that I know that watched it. Uh, our mutual friend, once again, that we were talking about, Octavia Spencer's best friend, mm -hmm. loves that movie too. So, well, you know yeah. what? Suck on that. Your turn. Um, okay. <clears throat> Let's see, you get this one. We're talking about older movies. Great. Uh, 1973. It's an action. Starring Roger Moore. Oh, that. The action movie from 1973 starring Roger. It's easy. It's, uh, it's, it's a. Action movie. Mm hmm It was quite popular. It's, uh, that, oh, that one. Mm hmm Wasn't it called Picture Frames of... 
Roger Moore. Roger Moore. <laughs> I'm not just looking around the room coming up with different objects. Uh, you would be 100% incorrect. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm not, I don't even can't picture who Roger Moore is. Just tell me. Bond. Live and let die. Yeah, I haven't seen it. That would explain why I would not know this. Yeah, you should watch them. They're very good movies. Well, I should. I tried to let... I let you borrow them you did. and I you didn't even watch them. <laughs> Okay, you're going to win this because my next film is like super easy. Okay. It's a film I've literally watched about two times every night because my son loves this movie. Um, 2000, starring mm -hmm. Jim Carrey. And I feel like that's really all I need to say, but I'll continue and say it's a family holiday film. Mm. <laughs> really? Is this really a question? No. You know I like Jim Carrey. <laughs> then what movie is it? You're never going to um, guess. Who Stole the Christmas Tree? <laughs> How the Grinch Stole Christmas? What? How did you get that? I have no idea. <laughs> the Grinch. <laughs> I mean, you already won, but I guess go ahead and give me your last okay, one. Okay, so my last one. Another oldie. Fantastic, because old. I'm so good at that. I say oldie, but it really isn't super old. It's older. Um, the 1977... Um, it's an animated film. Of course it is. It was super popular, at least whenever I was a child. I loved it. I watched it all the time. I'm starring uh, Bob Newhart. In the 70s? Mm-hmm. Super popular. Okay, is it like... I see this with every animated movie you tell me. Is it like a Disney animated, or is it a different... Yeah. Whatever studio. Mm-hmm. Disney? Mm-hmm, Yeah. Old Disney. Okay, I know it's not Snow White. Sort of like, uh, who's that? I forget. Was it that, um, I can't think of the name of it, but is it that one with, like, the, the, uh, um, it's not, I keep wanting to say The Great Mouse Detective, but I know that's not right. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's mouse, mice in it, right? Yeah, there's mouses. There's mouses? <laughs> it's, uh, I can't think of the name of it. What is the name of it? I can't think of the name, but I know, I think, what movie you're talking about. The Rescuers. That. I haven't so actually seen it. Movie. I've just seen posters of it. And I knew it was around that time. I knew it wasn't Oliver and Company. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not them. <laughs> well, Caven won that round. <laughs> Good job, Caven. You finally did something. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Well, now that that's over, we're going to do a new segment that we haven't done before. It's called Let's List, where we will take whatever topic of the week and we will make a definitive list of the five best movies in that given topic so in honor of the fact that i saw coco two nights ago we're going to do pixar so how this will work is each of us will nominate one pixar movie at a time to get a total of eight once we get to the eight we will break it down to the five top from there and then we'll just rank them does that make sense mm -hmm. so do you want to start with the nominations or would you like me to I will. My first one will be Toy Story. Alright. Um, so Toy Story will be the first one of the eight. Um, the next one I will nominate is... Just because it's fresh in my mind, I'm going to put Coco. Okay. Even though I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, my next one will be The Incredibles. Um, I will go... 
And just so everyone knows, we are looking at a list of them, so we're not just pulling these out of thin air on why we remember which Pixar movies these are. <laughs> but I will go Toy Story 3. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. I do like... What was my last one? Incredibles. Hmm. I think I like Ratatouille. Oh, really? I do. I really like Ratatouille. That's weird. It's such a good movie. I guess, but... What do you mean you guess? Um, I'm gonna go... Just because this movie kind of got to me a little more after I became a father. I'm going to go Finding Nemo. Plus, it's a really, really, pardon my good, good film. Great way to use your child as a reason to like a particular hey, movie. Hey, what you if you had one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just picking these movies like a real person would. <laughs> Next, um, and this is your last one. I know it is. Inside Out. Oh, that's a good one. I was going to pick that one next. I beat you to the punch. You did. I know I did. Okay. My final pick will be... Um, let's go Toy Story 2. <laughs> really? Yep. Weak. Okay, I'm not going to pick... I did like Monsters, Inc. I and I like Cars. I hated Cars. I, I really like liked cars. cars 3. It was like Rocky, but with Cars. It's kind of cool. Um, I like Monsters Inc. I liked Wally, but I just like Toy Story 2 more. I think it has more of like a punch to the gut in those. All right, so our eight movies are Toy Story, Coco, The Incredibles, Toy Story 3, Ratatouille, Finding Nemo, Inside Out, and Toy Story 2. So, how should we do this? Should we just Vote on one that should automatically be in the top five, and then one that should automatically be out of the top five, and just do that until we have our five? Sure. Okay. So which one can we both agree should be in the top five? I feel like we could both agree that Toy Story should be in the top five. Play. So Toy Story can... So we both agree Toy Story's in the top five. Yes. Okay, now which one should be out of the top five? Out? Out. Coco. No, not Coco. You haven't even seen Coco. Coco, please Coco don't do this to me. Coco is so amazing. Coco, it is Coco, so great. Do this to me. It is so, I would argue Coco should be in there first before even Toy Story. I loved every second of Coco. Well, it's one versus one. The only reason I will We've seen it, all the other movies. The only reason, I have not seen Coco. I'm just saying, the only reason I will take Coco out of the top five is because you have not seen it. But anyone out there, and yourself included, need to go see Coco because it is a beautiful film. Just saying. So, one more to put in. Um, I liked Incredibles. I actually really liked Incredibles, too. I would say mm-hmm. Incredibles. And then, one to take out, I'd say Ratatouille. No! Yes. Finding Nemo. No. Ratatouille all the way. I think it is so underrated. How is Take Ratatouille... Take out Inside Out. Take out Inside Out? Instead of Ratatouille. I could take out Inside Out. Okay. 
I mean, I think it's a really good film. But we're but keeping Ratatouille. Not yet. Yeah, huh? Now we need one that's automatically going to be in. Ratatouille. No, not Ratatouille. Yes, that's why I agree to take out my other one. How is Ratatouille that good to be in the top five? When was the last time you watched it? Top, not that long ago. I watched it with my son a couple weeks ago. Oh, so you liked it enough to watch it recently? Because we watched every Pixar movie that uh, we own. Huh? So basically all of them. So what you're telling Coco, me is that it was good enough to watch saw. again. All these movies are good enough to watch again. That doesn't mean they so should be in the what, top five. What you're saying is that it could be in the, the top five. The only exception to any... It is the top the five. The only exception to watching any Pixar movie twice is Cars 2 because anyone who watches that twice has bigger issues. Well, I don't think that Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 should be in it either because... Because You've already well, had Toy Story in there. It doesn't matter. Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 are perfect films, as is Toy Story. That is literally one of the best trilogies of all time. You know what? I'm sticking behind Ratatouille. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna succumb to Ratatouille being in the top five. It's just it's just ridiculous. Sorry. You go ask anyone on the street what your top five Pixar movies are, no one is gonna say Ratatouille. They knew that it was an option, I'm sure they No, did. they wouldn't! Uh-huh. We'll come back to it. What's a different film we can both agree on that should be in there? Should? Should. Because I'm not going to agree that Ratatouille should be in there. I'm not going to agree Toy Stories. Then Finding Nemo. I said get rid of Finding Nemo. <laughs> no, we need to put one more in there. Let's Ratatouille. Go. How about this? We'll put Coco back in and take Toy Story 2 out. No, we're not going to bag, borrow, steal. We're going to pick I'm Ratatouille. I'm not going to agree to put Ratatouille in the top five yet. I need yeah. another movie in there first. Yeah, you have say, three out of your four. And you have two of your four in there. <laughs> so? <laughs> then, again, so? then again, Toy Story would have been my first pick, except you took it from me, so. Exactly. I'm going to say either Toy Story, I'll say Toy Story 3 should be in there. You're really going to tell me Toy Story 3 is not better than those other four, other three movies on there? I am going to tell you that. It's not better than Toy Story 2? Because you literally just said Toy Story 2 shouldn't be in there at all. I'm saying that it's not good at all. You are so... I want honest. Ratatouille. Why don't you give me Ratatouille? I'll make no! it... No! I'll, I'll give honest. you Ratatouille if we can put Coco back in there. No. <laughs> not going to happen. I'm. We need to agree on one... Pick your poison. Out. We need, we need, this is why we need a third person in this. Mm-hmm. We need to put one more movie. We need to agree on one more movie. Ratatouille. I'm not agreeing to putting Ratatouille in my top five yet. Not until we put Toy Story 2 or Toy Story 3 in there. Okay, then we'll put Toy Story 2. Think about, okay, when you think about Toy Story 2. I'd rather put Finding Nemo over Toy Story. Okay, then we'll both and agree. get Ratatouille. Finding Nemo should be in there. What's the next movie we will get rid of? Because this Toy no. Story Two. Get rid of Toy Story Two. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes our top five. Toy Story. Toy Story Three. This isn't the order yet. Got rid of Ratatouille. I almost cursed. Incredibles. And Finding Nemo. Now narrowing it down to four. No, now we now we just list them. One through five. I would say Toy Story is obviously number one. Okay, Toy Story. I mean, I don't think there's a better Pixar movie that started this off. Incredibles. Incredibles number two. Yes. I like that. I would say 
if you're not going to allow Toy Story 3 to be number 3, I would say Finding Nemo number I'd 3. I'd say Finding Nemo, Ratatouille, Toy Story 3. You really want to put Ratatouille at 4. Yes. Not 5. It's an original. Toy Story 3 is basically an original. <laughs> it's not basically an original. It's based off of the same characters, but it's a completely different story. Completely different. Ratatouille. They go to Happy Hearts Daycare. Ratatouille. Tell me one character in Ratatouille. Ratatouille. That's not a character, first of all. That's the name of the dessert <laughs> or whatever he makes at the end. Name me one character in Ratatouille. Gorbin. Gorb what's, the, what's the rat's name? Gordon. Gorbin. What's the Gordon. rat's name? That's not important right now. How is it? You want to put this movie in there. Yeah, you can't even name me the main character. Hey, You're looking fair. it up right now. How is that not fair? How is that not fair? You know, Tell it's me. not fair that you're doing this to me. I'm based, I'm, I'm just making a point. I'm making a point. I can name even the side characters in there. You have Ken, you have Lotso, Hugging Bear, or whatever, however you say Hugging Bear. You have, obviously, your main characters, Toy, or Toy Story, Woody, Buzz, you don't have Bo Peep, unfortunately. You have the three pods. You have, um, gosh, that clown. I can't think of the clown's name, but you have that clown. My point is, you cannot name me a single character in Ratatouille really? without looking it up. I didn't look you it up. You just looked up. I saw you. I didn't look it up. You are sitting across I the I looked table it down. I saw, oh, my gosh. I can name characters in Finding Nemo. I can name characters in Incredibles. I cannot name any character. I can just say that it is a very good movie. I will put it at five. It's in your. It's in the top five, but I'm not putting it at four. Fine, for argument's sake, I'll just say fine. You can have it your way. <laughs> I guess you're like Burger King. So, isn't that isn't it your way, Burger King? It's like copyright infringements. Quoting them. <laughs> it is, I guess we all did, what, 10 cents? 25? You can have it your way. <laughs> Welcome to Kang Burger. We can do a job of it. Don't get crazy. Security! Security! Okay. Anyways, okay, so our definitive top five movies of Pixar. Number one. They Toy are. Story. Oh, do you want to list them? Go for it. I'll list them. Number one is Toy Story. Number two is Incredibles. Number three is Finding Nemo. <laughs> Number four is Ratatouille. No, it is Number not. five is it Toy Story 3. Woo! I knew you were going to do I that. I won. I knew you were going to do that. No. <laughs> Number four is Toy Story 3. Number five is Ratatouille, which should not even be in there. It is But I'm going to give you it out of pity. Oh, whatever. It's I let you have it as number four as pity. What do you mean? I put it at number five. How'd you let me have it at number four? Toy Story 3. Ask anyone you want. Toy Story 3 is a better film. Let's than ask Ratatouille. Einstein. Oh my goodness. Anyways, alright. Well, that's it for this episode. Ratatouille. That's what we're going to leave them with. We should start doing hashtags at the end of each episode so we know who's listening. So they can be like, oh, listen to the new best movie talk. Hashtag. Oh, there we go. We will do it. We are going to put a poll out there. Ratatouille or Toy Story 3. For anyone who wants to vote, go ahead and vote. Ratatouille, Toy Story 3. We will put it out there and see who people say. Deal? Hashtag Ratatouille. Hashtag Toy Story 3. Anyways, once again, thanks for listening. 
Thank you, peeps. Um, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on TonyTalksMovies.blogspot.com or you can follow the podcast at Midwest Movie on Twitter. Hashtag Toy Story 3. Anyways, have a good evening, everybody, and we will see you next time. Voila. Bye.